Welcome back to part two of our celebration of one year with this podcast, Nourish with Michelle Fox. I am so, so grateful you are here. Bigger than that, I am grateful for you being a part of our community. The feedback from the DMs, the texts, the emails, and especially in real life, which I will admit is my favorite feedback, it's just been incredible. So thank you. Just thank you. Hopefully you got the opportunity to listen to part one and you listened to our top five episodes from the past year. You know your girl, I can't just stop there. Today, we're going to listen to the next top five episodes, which I'm so excited to share some clips with you. Of course, if you go to the show notes, you will get the easy, quick links to link back to either re-listen to the show or go back and listen to them the first time. Because I am telling you, every single one of these speakers and guests have brought the love, have brought the information, have brought the nourishment for our spirits and our minds and our souls. So do yourself a favor and go back, listen to those episodes. Without further ado, let's get this show going. Welcome to Nourish. I am Michelle Fox, culinary nutritionist, health coach, and your host for this podcast. I teach busy professionals how to get more nutrition in their bodies and how to have more fun in their home kitchens. If you struggle with consistency or sometimes forget to make your needs a priority, you, my friend, are in the right place. Join me each week for inspiration to increase your energy, strengthen your mindset, manage your hormonal woes, and so much more. You have a lot on your plate, but that does not mean your nutrition should suffer. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love. So let's dig in. To start us off, we have our coach Gemma, or in my world, I call her Gemma Love because her whole heart is put into her coaching biz as she supports and nourishes women on their paths, specifically right now, women who feel like they are unraveling. And so I know you are going to love this next clip. Here's Gemma Wilkinson. Absolutely. It's also the, like, as you mentioned, the divine feminine, it's also a very masculine way. Mm, it's yeah. a very masculine approach to, to living life. And the circular part is the, is the, the in-between. Mm. You say that the divine feminine, like very round, very soft, very cyclical right? Flowing in, flowing out. Mastin Kip gives a great analogy, the difference between masculine and feminine. The masculine is a water bottle and the feminine is the water inside. Ah, I just got goosebumps thinking about that. Yeah. I yeah, love that. that was a, it's, just, it's a great analogy for people who want to step into understanding um, that masculine and feminine has nothing to do with male or female gender identity. It's something completely different. It also speaks to the yin and yang to me, meaning we need both. Like by no means am I railing against masculine energy. I, I love the masculine energy that I carry and that I witness. And I'm loving the feminine energy that I'm that I'm trying to embody more. But I love that like you just said that I carry and that I witness because we both, right? We both you and I 
all genders have all kinds of feminine and feminine energies intertwined in their beings. And it could change in 10 minute increments. Back right. to the, we get to decide. <laughs> mm. We get to choose. Mm. I love that. Michelle Santo is one of our only guests who has been back twice in this first year, this first season of Nourish with Michelle Fox. And it is because she has helped us work through some of our emotional discomforts through the art of EFT and tapping. And so listen in to this next clip. And then of course, I know you're gonna want to know more and learn more. Go back to episode 42 and 51 if you yourself want to tap in to see what I did there, if you want to tap into this experience for you to alleviate a lot of that emotional discomfort you may be walking through right now. So will you be my, will you be my subject? <laughs> I would be honored to be your subject. Okay. So when you just gently close your eyes, if it's safe to close your eyes and just take a breath in through the nose and out through your mouth. You can wiggle your toes, just trying to bring awareness to the body. So when you tune into your body, and if you want, you can put your hands on your heart or your belly to help you get there. How stressed out is this craving with this cookie? On a scale of one to 10, 10 being the worst. What do you notice? So I'm actually gonna put myself in that place at the resort with the kiddos on spring break. And I wasn't necessarily tempted because there was gluten in it. So I wasn't tempted to grab the actual cookie, but I did have that thing like, Ooh, what kind, what other kind of sugar can I eat? So for me, I'll just say the sugar piece. And so for the sugar, my craving definitely hit an eight. Okay. Beautiful. And then at the end of the session, we'll just check in with that number and see if it's changed. Okay. All right. So I will ask you a question. When you're craving that cookie, I'm just curious if you're craving anything else. Like, is there a sweetness in your life that might be missing? And it's okay if it's no. Mm, yeah. Do you want me to say it or just if you feel yes, comfortable? Yeah, I, you know, spring break with three children and a husband and putting all their needs ahead of mine. I, I fell into a trap and I won't even say it's a trap. I fell into old behaviors, I will say. And so, yeah, there, there was definitely room for more sweetness that I could have been giving to myself. Right. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. I'm just writing this down. All right. So we're just going to gently start tapping and we normally traditionally start on the side of the hand. So you could use two fingers or three fingers and you can tap along with me. Are you familiar with the points? I, I am a little again. bit. Okay. All right. When you're ready, just gently Flood your eyes open and repeat after me. Mm -hmm. So we'll gently start tapping on the side of the hand. Does it, it doesn't no matter, matter which side. 
I'll just okay. run through the points really quickly. So we start. And actually, before you jump in for my listeners, if you didn't know, we are on YouTube at Michelle Fox Love. And of course, we'll give you the link to Michelle Santos YouTube page as well in the show notes. But if you want to look at these points, which wink, wink, I strongly encourage you to head on over so you can do this with us even better. Okay, Michelle, I'm all yours. Okay, we're going to start on the side of the hand. I'll just run through the points and it's kind of like you're tapping someone on the shoulder, not too hard, not too soft. And then you move to the eyebrow point here, right where the hair starts. Then you go to the side of the eye, kind of where the, the temples are. Then you move down under the eye, kind of high on the cheekbones there. Then you move so under the nose, that little divot under the nose right here. You go like this, give yourself a mustache, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it also helps to remind me to breathe. I'm like, why am I holding my breath? I, I feel a little um, nervous. So maybe this is going to help me relax. <laughs> and then the chin point, it's not on the chin. It's that little cleft below your, your lip. Mm-hmm. Go like that. Like this. Oh. Or it doesn't matter. I just give people <laughs> options. <laughs> okay. Love it. Then below that, even though your collarbone point is here, it's about mm-hmm. two to three inches below. So I tap in circles. If you're on the phone, you can tap with one hand. And then below that, excuse me, under my armpit. <laughs> so your armpit is here but it's a hand width below, like where your bra line is for ladies. Mm. Like right there. And you could give yourself a hug and do both sides if you want. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. And then the top of the head, can't get it wrong. It's literally the top of the head as well as the sides of the head and even the back of the head. So you just did one round of tapping. (laughs) Ah, all right. Consider yourself officially invited to join us in Tamarindo, Costa Rica this coming February, February 28th through March 3rd to be exact. And I want to ask you something. Are you ready to be completely pampered? Well, prepare to be amazed by our exquisite villa in the charming town of Tamarindo, which will include a massage and a private chef. All of that in the most important agenda, which will be for you to relax. Imagine going to sleep with the sounds of the ocean and the trickle of your private plunge pool every evening. Picture a completely supportive environment that helps you return to you. Your imminent relaxation, my friend, is my command. Let me pamper you. Join us. Go to michellefox.com forward slash retreat for all of the juicy details and consider joining us. I would sincerely love having you in this circle. I'll talk to you soon. Up next, we have our goddess of rest. That is none other than Tovi Scruggs Hussein. 
you are going to want to listen to this entire episode. But for now, I share this clip with you. I love to talk about the seasons. It's easy to see here in Denver. We've got all four seasons, you know, shining brightly and also not so bright. And I like to remind people that come into my circle that, yes, you might be sad for a time. That's typically when the earth is quiet, but the sun always comes out in the morning. And so I try to remind people that this is cyclical. So yes, you might be having a rough time. You might be having a rough day. You might just have a rough moment, but guess what? It's going to pass. So thank you for reminding us to come back into nature. Mm, I also have to tell you, it was about two, maybe three weeks ago. I did not get the opportunity to jump into your beautiful program that you did that I'd love to hear a little bit more in this conversation. However, I want to share with you that just because I wasn't there physically, the energy that you put out definitely has this ripple effect because three weeks ago, I was kind of in hustle mode doing one of my lunches and I had one more email to push out and it felt exactly like that. Like I'm pushing, I'm pushing. I'm like, I just, I felt Toby's voice in my head. I'm like, "Mm." or you can go take a nap. And I took a nap and don't, you know, I was able to not only create a beautiful email sequence, but I also created a whole new landing page that night because I just needed a nap. So I want to just thank you and absolutely encourage you to keep bringing us this information and these reminders to rest. I'm so glad that you're sharing that because that is part of the premise of the power of rest. It restores us to creativity. It restores us to alignment. We're so caught up in this push, push, push. And when we're not pushing, things emerge. And a few years ago, I was in the woods walking with my spiritual teacher. And I was just talking about all these things I want to get done and need to get done and just bring like pressurizing myself. And I came to pace over pressure, Mm. pace over pressure. So when I feel myself getting riled up and I feel like my to-do list is getting so long and I'm going to throw it (laughs) over the day, it's like, no, no, pace over pressure. So now I'm like, you know what? My list is like what has to get done today. And this is the would be nice to get done today. That's how it goes for me. Like, what do I want to get done this week? And this has to happen today, but this would be nice if it happened. And if I just get through that, this needs to get done today, we're good. When I get to this would be nice. I'm like, cool. I had some energy to do that. Right. So it's just that, that pace over pressure and it's a constant reprogramming of ourselves because we're taught the opposite. We're taught what's called grind culture, right? That grind, you just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep generating, keep producing, keep working. And would you say that that's been part of your story over the past 30 years? I mean, just reading your bio, I imagine there had to be some grind to reach certain levels that you have reached. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, So when I was in my coaching program, the master coach who was my coach and trainer, she said, you suffer from performativity. Mm. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I was like, wait, what? I've heard of productivity. She's like, no, performativity. 
right? Where there's this, uh, how many certifications can I get? How much can I accomplish? What can it look like? Like the bio you read, I actually had to scale back. Like I'm tired sometimes, right? Like I sometimes I'm at a keynote or something and they're reading it. I'm like, damn, that sounds exhausting. Like seriously. And so it makes me almost teary. And so on the one hand, I've done all this to achieve. And on the other hand, it's like, okay, well, at what cost? What are some of the things that maybe I did give up or overlook? I went through UC Berkeley in three years and got two degrees. Oh my goodness. But you know what? It wasn't the college experience I think I would have really loved for myself. And Mm -hmm. I have my motivations why. Like I had real justifications and good reasoning around why I needed to do it that way. But in retrospect, did I have to do it that way? And what did I miss out on? Right. What are some of the things that I didn't do because I was like this? And so there's just a lot for us to consider when we think about how much are we producing? How are we performing for others? What does that look like versus pace over pressure and And appreciating ourselves? I just want to add this was the other piece I wanted to be sure to name. I'm a black woman. And so part of that performativity and productivity felt very necessary to get where I felt like I needed to get and and what we generally have to have in the black community to be considered professional, to be considered at par and at level. We usually have to outperform, outproduce and have more credentials than our white counterparts. We just have to. It'll be nice when that will not be the case in our society. And so that was some of the conditioning that I was raised with. And, you know, much like our Black boys are taught how to behave with the police, I was taught you have to outdo and overdo in order to make the cheerleading team, in order to be at that school, in order to get in that club, be with those people. So it's a very similar messaging that happens very young for us in our community. And this rest as resistance and rest as our birthright is going against the grain of the capitalism and really white supremacy culture that no matter what color we are, we are all suffering from it because we've been raised in this society and we owe it to our ancestors to do what they couldn't do because they did it all so that we could rest. Mm. Mm. And that's why I also say it takes courage to rest. It takes courage because in this society, it's frowned upon. So let's talk about the dirty little secret in my marriage. Did you catch this episode? I can tell you it first came out as a bonus episode last year around this time. And then we reposted it as a replay for episode 45. And I will tell you, this surprised me. I honestly thought that by posting this information, which of course, I'm going to keep stringing you along until you you hear the full clip, but I just had this feeling that this was going to open up a lot of conversation on socials, and it didn't. What it did do, though, it opened up a lot of conversations in real life. And so when Steve and I 
Steve, a.k.a. Hot Hubby, when we'd go out to parties and even just this past weekend, literally, the subject of alcohol pops up. So I think this might even stir up conversation for you and your world. And if you have more to say or more thoughts about it, give me some feedback. Hop into my DMs. I am happy to support you on this journey in any way that I can. So listen to this clip. And then, of course, go back, listen to episode 45 if you want all the juicy details of our little secret. And prepare for joy to be the end result of this particular conversation. So let's actually take a few steps back because I can already feel a lot of my friends, especially because one friend in particular already asked you point blank, like, Steve, what are you talking about? I never saw that side of you. I would have never assumed you were an alcoholic. Like, I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us more for people that, like you said, may have preconceived ideas of what an alcoholic is and or what an alcoholic profile might look like. Like, tell us your story. Like, when you say, I am an alcoholic, what does that mean specifically in detail for you? For me, I once I start drinking, I don't like to stop. So, you know, an example would be, let's go to a work happy hour. You know, you have two, three drinks. You're sociable, responsible. You go to a dinner party. You know, you order a bottle of wine. You share it. And everything's fine. You you maintain composure and you... And when you're saying you, you're saying you. Me, myself. Okay. Yes. And, you know, whether it's two or three glasses of wine, you know, and then you go home and it's like, okay, well, I've had two or three. That's like the happy hour in the primer. And I would, you know, have a few more drinks at home. You know, those few more may range from two to six. You know, I've, I've read some studies, or not studies, but, you know, there's there's some other podcasts I listened to about health, and they were talking, you know, that the average American drinks like, you know, 10 drinks a week. Well, that could be, you know, four to five to 10 or whatever. I would choose to have all those in one sitting wow. because to make the most of it, like having one or two drinks never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, there's the, you know, what is the Nicolas Cage movie, Leaving Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, where I think he went there to try to drink himself to death. And, mm-hmm. and you know, or the fall down drunk and, you know, there's like that. I was highly functioning. like Right. Like none of our friends knew what I was seeing and more important what you were going through so I think that is why I keep calling it our secret because it wasn't that I was ashamed of your behavior it was just I didn't understand it and I knew that it was a block in our connection yeah and you know you could I was a heavy drinker yeah. I enjoyed it. I had fun. Like, you know, and I think certain circles, that's acceptable. And different cultures and environments, like, that's just commonplace. 
like your childhood in Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> I feel like anybody we meet from Wisconsin, it's like, yeah, that's that's what we do, of course. We yeah. drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think that's when you say it's a secret. Like, I, yeah, I didn't. It was a secret in the sense that I liked to drink at home in private where I didn't have to socialize. I didn't have to save face per se. And I was a lot safer. I didn't have to worry about driving or, you know, just I felt safer at home. Mm. So I never, you know, really got in trouble with the law, never got a DUI, never got in an accident, anything like that, because I like to do it at home. It's alcohol is, alcoholism, it's an isolating disease. Yes. So. Yes. That's why it's that dirty secret, because I tried to keep it a secret. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. And also to people who might judge or have this idea of what an alcoholic looks like or is, I think you've mentioned before that it's another reason why you kind of kept it to yourself because people think of like maybe displaced people or I don't know, people with mental illness or I don't know. But I just, I think people tend to go to the far end of the spectrum to decipher what an alcoholic is because in that way they don't have to look in the mirror and look at themselves like oh well maybe I too have an issue with alcoholic well alcoholism alcohol maybe I too have an issue with alcohol and that is actually one reason I was really excited you were willing to share with my community because I do think food issues can be tied into alcohol issues which can be tied into drug issues and like, we're all in this together. Like, there's no point in the finger. There's no, I'm superior because I've conquered this, you know, issue. Like, I think we all have our demons that we fight. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have an opinion about that? I, yeah. Um, we all have our demons. You know, it's, it could be anything. There's a whole range of things. Last but not least, our Melinda, Melinda Jacobs, a.k.a. Angel, a.k.a. Great Healer, a.k.a. Spiritual Goddess. I am so grateful that Melinda came into my life to help get me back on my path, as you'll hear in this clip. And then, of course, you'll hear a whole lot more that will hopefully just feel like a big hug around your heart in episode 48. So let your heart be expanded by this clip. And I believe the work that you and I did together, you gave me the word trust, that I trust mm -hmm. myself. And so that's what I've been walking with. And so I thank you, Melinda. It's been amazingly healing. You're so welcome. And, and for all the people that I've supported in the weight loss journey, what I think is interesting is, and this is where the this is where the rub is and this is the challenge and it's it's a it's a big paradox is how do we enter a healing process knowing that weight loss is the goal and not make it about weight loss because there is this subtle not subtle self-hatred that comes with i will love myself when 
I will respect and take care of myself when I deem myself lovable and it's at this number. And so that particular mindset is a little bit of a challenge. And and I've seen many people get to the place where they let go of the need for the body to be any different than it is. And they start loving themselves right where they're at. And that's, you know, have you seen those finger traps where you put your fingers in and if you pull back really fast, clenches down, right? It's like, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. That's us pushing away from our own self-acceptance. How do we learn in a society that does not honor a woman's journey of maturing and coming into her wisdom and natural changes that occur with our body temple? How do we learn? In, a, in this society to accept ourselves in our fullness, in our allness, in our little bellies, in our hips, in our roundness. How do we learn when society says you're only lovable, valuable, if you're younger than 30, if you're less than this weight, that is an uphill journey. And I'm here for it. I'm here to walk that with people because <clears throat> I'm kind of done with people with trying to twist myself into some mold to be acceptable to some amorphous being collective outside of myself. Mm -hmm. And yet it is a billion dollar industry around weight loss. And how much of that is actually geared at self-acceptance, recognizing fat shaming, beginning to understand everybody is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm all about that. Mm -hmm. And as we're talking about this, I feel like we should probably take a step back because my friends who are listening and they're like, wait, what did Michelle do with Melinda? And what I came to you for was the cellular release therapy. So can you just touch a little bit about what that is and how that works? Absolutely. So it's done in a relaxed state. And what I love about this process is what I'm doing is I am talking to the data keeper, the subconscious mind. It has all life data. Everything that an individual has heard, seen, felt, thought, feared, believed, experienced, it's data. And it's here in our cellular memory. And there's some questions, and and I sit on the fence sometimes, there's some questions about the data itself. It's like, is this past life data? Could be. Is this my soul's journey data through lifetimes? Could be. Is this familial? It's been passing down through DNA coding? could be. And so regardless of where the information and data came from, if it's here with us, it's ours to deal with. So hats off and just standing ovation to every person that's listening that has been the person to break family patterns. I've, I work with a lot of those individuals. They're the first person to see the cycle of abuse, to see the cycle of dysfunction and say no more. Not, not happening anymore, at least not in that form. I'm going to do my inner work. I'm going to heal it. And so I love this work because you do not have to be in the feeling state in order for clearing to happen. That does not mean that at some point you need to learn how to feel your feelings and be present to them without eating them away. That's a skill set that I help people develop. 
But the process is asking the subconscious about experiences. It is not a memory recall process. This is not a past life regression kind of where you're getting information about past lives and all that exciting stuff. I don't do that kind of regression because the conscious mind gets a little too excited about the details and the information and the ego grabs onto it. And that's not actual healing. So we're just sifting through experiences that my client will tell me about and that through the conversation, I'll, I'll gather and I'll get some more information. And then I ask the subconscious, can you release and clear these experiences? And has there been more than one, more than 10, more than a hundred, more than a thousand, more than a million times that you felt not good enough or that you feel like you have failed at your health goals. Like those are really common things or that you've experienced self-hatred or that someone has criticized your body. Like we, we just hold volumes of data mm. and some of it doesn't feel good. And so the subconscious will give us a yes or no. That's through a finger gesture. And this is a permission-based process because I don't know, Michelle, what's keeping you safe, stable, and functional. I have no idea what that need for alcohol was for you. And consciously, we only know four to 8% of all the data. That's not a lot. And so when we can go to the data keeper and go sift through all the data, we can get a lot of thorns out of the paw. We can get so much so that the inner world, the nervous system feels more settled, more grounded. In addition to the cellular release, I also teach skill sets because that's important with this work. I also do emotional integration. We meet the different parts of ourselves, which is important to this work. But just to address the trauma is huge for most people. And, and I often say that what I do with cellular release is I start where most talk therapy stops. Most talk therapy, we we understand our childhoods, we understand the the messages and why they're not true, but part of us still holds on to it. It's like, no, that's pretty much true. That's what I experienced. So that's my truth. But the truth of our being is we're pure potentiality. Mm. That's it. We're pure potentiality. Anything mm. other than that is probably a limitation or a distortion of the truth of our being. And so I'm just here helping people sort through that data Asking the subconscious, can you release and clear this? Getting a yes or no. Once the subconscious says yes, I give a directive. I tell it to release and clear. It's long and boring, as you know. And, and so we can address hundreds and thousands and millions of experiences in one session. And for a lot of us, it takes multiple sessions. I always get excited when people like you are just like, oh my God, I just gave up alcohol. And I'm like, that's fantastic because it's possible. I love that you're sharing what's possible. This wraps up our beautiful celebration of one year of the podcast, Nourish with Michelle Fox. I cannot say thank you enough. My heart is so full and I truly and sincerely with all of my heart Hope that this has been helpful and impactful in your life as well. So thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And if I could just ask you if anything I have done for you with you this year has made an impact or brought joy to your heart, 
Will you please consider writing a review for me on Apple Podcast? I can tell you the more reviews we receive, the more we can expand our reach and help others who may need this hug around their heart as well. And of course, help us to build healthier communities one person at a time. I want to read just two reviews that recently came in. And I will begin by saying a heartfelt thank you for taking, I know, under five minutes to write these reviews, but it means so much. So this one from Chef Lisa, the title, Genuine and Motivating. Overall, Nourish with Michelle Fox is a must listen for anyone seeking to improve their health and well-being. Michelle's expertise combined with her genuine passion for helping others makes this podcast a valuable resource for anyone looking to make positive changes in their lives. Whether you are a nutrition enthusiast or simply curious about leading a healthier lifestyle, this podcast is sure to leave you feeling inspired and motivated. Thank you so much, Chef Lisa. The next one I wanted to highlight, this one's by Addicted Chicago, says, a welcoming host and wonderful conversationalist. Michelle is such a warm soul and her guests easily open up to her. I love the conversations about different ways we can nourish ourselves. So thank you, Addicted Chicago. I sincerely appreciate the time you took out of your day to let others know how you feel about the show and hopefully that invites more people to listen and to be part of our community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We will be back next Tuesday with a fresh new episode. Same time, same place. We will talk soon. Thanks so much for listening to Nourish. Have you been driving, doing laundry, or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet. I've got show notes for you. Hop on over to michellefox.com forward slash podcast when you are ready. I will let you know that on the page, you will find resources to support what you've just learned on today's show. And then of course, you can grab some health supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would leave a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help me with my mission to build healthier communities one person at a time. And it will help you because you will be part of that mission. I'll be back next week. And I encourage you to keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter. Big love.